And I, for one, welcome our new gentlemen, overlords. Who? Now that's a team I can work with. I love it. I love bringing people together. How we doing? Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Gentlemen Overlords. It's me, Andrew, and with me is... Max and also... Robert. I'm bringing it right back to me, Andrew. And uh, guys, how you doing? Doing pretty good. We're doing all, mighty fine. We're all on video. We, we haven't done an episode where all three of us are on video in the Me entire too. entire pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> and the curtains. Well, it, it, here and there, I think there was one where I didn't. I was on camera a couple times, and then mm-hmm. I didn't like really think about the fact that I was on camera. Yeah, it's that always was crazy. Yeah, it's always been me, the weakest link. Yeah. I, I didn't have a camera until now. Yeah, and look, was... Max has like great audio and video quality. Yeah, it's like what was he? What were we doing? Um, Robert, <laughs> in the early months you were doing it, we weren't you. Uh, you actually established what uh, Tubin is. Is uh, yes, yeah. So you were yeah. when Tubin got in trouble. I was like, oh, he's really pulling a, a Robert in this uh, instance. But but boy, was I happy that they recoined <laughs> the phrase to <laughs> That's him. Right. That's right. <laughs> Um, Instead of pulling a Percy. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what I was going to call it. Pulling a Percy? Well, Well, that's what it was called, as if you remember. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, All right. Enough of this. Let's get into some movies we've seen. Yo, so uh, Robbie, hit us up. What's some movies you've seen? Oh, some movies we've seen. Well, not so long ago in a galaxy right here was the third anniversary of the most beautiful of Star Wars films. Uh Max, take off your headphones. (laughs) The Last Jedi. (laughs) So I did rewatch that and... I, what can I say? It's you know, it saves it's the okay day. If, if it was, it's okay if other folks didn't like the swings it was taking, but uh, other folks. Uh, but uh, but you know what? This is a this has been a real crappy year, and I wanted to be positive on this episode, so I'm keeping it that way, and I'm saying that Last Jedi was a pleasure to revisit, wow. and uh, a beaut, a real beaut, a, a put- jewel in the in the uh, inky blackness of the Star Wars. Uh, uh, a sea of uh, star stars. Uh-huh. Well, well said, Robert. That was beautiful. Wonderful, wonderful. Max, I'll, I'll re- put myself on mute and say a few words about it. Yeah, <laughs> Keep we're, this we're, positive. We're I don't think this, this, we don't, we don't need this, to critique each other's things that we watched on here anyway. So we're, <laughs> we're just for um, this review, we're turning this into an episode of Crossfire. So Max gets a chance to review. <laughs> he has a rebuttal on what yeah, I saw. Right. Yeah. Two minutes uninterrupted. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I did, I did, and I know it's it's. Um, I don't think it, it's not the perfect Star Wars film by by any means, but uh, I I, lo- I love it. Is I there love, is, um, okay? Is there a perfect Star Wars film? Uh, no, I think because I think it's elements of. I, I think like I think on different days, like different OG trilogy movies are my favorite, and like I agree that I like the beginning of Jedi more than like the end. But then again, like I think about everything on Endor and some of that stuff, and some days I probably like it more than i think so i don't know it's a it's a really big toss-up but and I love... the answer is topher grace's Oops. uh recut of the star wars movie oh i messed up topher cool. i'm sorry <laughs> the phantom edit or whatever your cut is um 
your spider sense was tingling and you decided to make <laughs> that edit. Um, it's good. It's good. And no one can tell me otherwise. <laughs> the Last Jedi. Um, and then I also watched for the season Die Hard. That typical, famous, <laughs> typical movie of the holidays. It, keep, it keeps coming up. I feel like it's now more popular for being a Christmas movie than for being a movie. It's not a Christmas movie. I don't want to get into it, but what is the evidence for and against its inclusion on Christmas movie lists? It does not have themes that would make it. It does not celebrate any sort of holiday during the movie. It takes place during a holiday, but it's time during the year. It's genre. It does not make. Hmm. So here we go. Hmm. He's going to find some. Like, no, I'm just like trying to, I, I am, I'm not trying to be a troll. I'm just genuinely thinking like what other movies, is there another movie like Die Hard that is considered a holiday movie or is controversially like considered by some not a holiday film? Batman Returns. That's, and that takes, so that takes place at the holidays, but it doesn't really celebrate Christmas. I don't know. I haven't watched it in a little bit. I'm trying to remember. Uh, is there a scene where no, uh, no. there's gifts though? I think penguin has gifts that have giant penguins with uh, missile launchers inside the point is like <laughs> okay, if there's, good... i was thinking about it and i was like okay so what if like there was no like it wasn't the christmas party at nakatomi plaza it's just like a it's just like a holiday or just a, a party mm -hmm. just an after hours party and then but john mcclain is like really unhinged so like when the when the doors open it's like ho 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 i have a machine gun they're like it's not christmas what who is this man like it's not <laughs> so if it took place in like on like march 30th and yes, he's yeah. just like merry christmas motherfuckers and then it's like what? Yeah. That's not, it's not christmas and then like yeah, and he's like he hears him on the radio and he's like you know it's like santa's coming a little early and like really early what are you talking about santa this <laughs> yeah. isn't the holidays huh <laughs> you're right that would make it a christmas movie and then he gives everyone a gift at the end of the movie even though it's march 30th that is a christmas movie you're right I think it is a Christmas movie only because the limo driver Argyle at the end of the movie says, man, if this is how you celebrate Christmas, I've got to see how you celebrate New Year's. Um, so, and for that line, man, it's gotta be. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I wasn't giving that line the credit it's due. Uh, he was like, he was like, man, if this is a Christmas movie, I can't see what we see. The, the sequel is probably also a Christmas movie, right? <laughs> hey, I'll see you next and then, year. And then this also time? the third one in the summer. <laughs> Yeah, I love the six-month time jump they do to Christmas at the end of Die Hard 3. Um, but that's about it. Just a couple. Just a couple mm. under my belt other mm. than what other one uh, our, sub, uh, our subject for today. So, Max, what about you? Yeah, I watched a couple, um, mainly Christmas movies. And I think they are all genuine Christmas movies, we'll Andrew. See. You'll, we'll see. You'll be <laughs> happy official... about this. We'll, hey, Andrew will be the judge. Yeah, the verdict here. Uh, I watched Just Another Christmas. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> Just Another? Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys know about this one? No. I'm not, I have not heard of it. It's, a, it's on Netflix, I think, something like that. But it's a Brazilian movie with a guy that looks like a um, slightly overweight Vin Diesel with a wig on. But he, I completely thought that it was Vin Diesel when I clicked on the the. Uh, thing for it to open it up. He looks a lot like Vin Diesel. I'm telling you, I don't know if Vin Diesel is Brazilian, if Vin Diesel is his brother or whatnot, but he looks he, a lot he like him. He skied in Brazil, but I don't oh, know yeah. if he and he had, that... a, he had a son that was somehow older than him. Yeah, I believe <laughs> so. To Brazil. Uh, 
but it's kind of a it's called a time loop movie but it's not really a time loop the guy gets caught like living only uh christmas and he exists on the the other days of the year but he doesn't remember anything of that on christmas so he's like two separate people uh one that skips from christmas to christmas and one that lives a life and he has to kind of uh deal with his um with the year that he does in between basically yeah exactly kind of sounds like click a little like a little bit part of it yeah how Um, how he fast forwarded through everything and like and then it's like living with missing or being like absent or like he was like well what was his thing like he was like oh whenever i'm sick i'll just fast forward but then like all that time catches up and all that time sick he doesn't even experience this is the guy that uh max thinks looks like vin diesel with hair robert are you saying that i'm telling you i'm telling you like certain shots certain shots not not in this picture here but in certain shots he looks identical to vin diesel but it's weird because he's he's more like a is ben it because Stiller. you thought the there's a little calendar pages flying off but did you think those were speed, uh, speed signs <laughs> exactly he's going right past the 24 mile an hour you know limit. that famous 24 hour mile an hour zone uh <laughs> december 24 miles an hour I'm telling you, watch this movie and you'll you'll see it. In at least two scenes, you'll say, that's Vin Diesel wearing a wig. Why? <laughs> Why is he doing this to us? Is this, <laughs> huh, is this that movie where Vin Diesel is a lawyer and has hair? That's weird. What's happening? Speaking Portuguese the whole time. <laughs> uh, and another movie I watched was Jingle Jangle, another Netflix Christmas movie. Oh, yeah. It's that, like kind of, um, it looked kind of cool, like cool costumes and like kind of the steampunky are, and stuff. Yeah. The costumes are incredible. It's got some good actors in there. Forrest Whitaker does a great job of kind of the um, oh old old curmudgeon uh, who's kind of lost his hope and has Saw to... Guerrera. Yeah, it's cool. It's a good one. I cool. I would check it out. It's it's a musical. Um, oh what no? But not entirely. Like they oh? have mostly speaking, but then they have musical uh, numbers within them, and a lot of dancing, a lot of people running up walls and flipping. And Forrest Whitaker so, among them. <laughs> uh when he's younger, I think he might. Uh, Save the rebellion. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you know one movie that he's been in. <laughs> What's he talking about? It's, it's, related. it's, the, role. it's related the to what we're talking Star about. Movie. Uh but it it was good. I recommend it. It does have some pretty terrible CGI uh and some funny kids, but uh worth a watch. Uh, and then I watched El Camino Christmas, which has, um, oh my gosh, I'm forgetting their names. Dax Shepard is in it. Uh, Vin Diesel. Uh, <laughs> Vin Diesel. Well, I keep getting confused because they're Vincent D'Onofrio. That's who's in it. <laughs> <laughs> Another Vin. Uh, and then the dad from um, that 70s show. They're all kind of bumbling cops in a small town. Um and Vincent D'Onofrio's character is quite an asshole and is just looking for trouble and finds it. Oh, yeah. Tim Allen is also in this. Oh, boy. As, like a, as a drunk. And uh, it, as it was, himself. So he, yeah, so he appeared <laughs> as himself. <laughs> Probably. Just walked on set. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's, it's not he's not credited in it. But My show's still running, but I'm <laughs> upset still. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, oh. Stop the steal. It's it's one of those movies that like 
every single part of it escalates in a way that didn't need to happen. Like if, if one person had explained themselves in more than like the half sentence that gets cut off, then it would have ended right there, but instead, you know, ends in death. So, uh, it happens. It happens. Yeah. We've all been there with Tim Allen. Uh, but it's, uh, maybe worth a watch. It's somewhat entertaining, but kind of frustrating when you're just like, God, just, just say it, just say something, just do something different. And then the other movie I watched was Mulan, the, the live action one. What'd you think? Um, I was disappointed that she never turned into a bird. That she never turned into a bird? Uh, like Mulan. the real Mulan? Mulan. They, so they took out the songs. Mushu, the dragon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they took out songs. They took out all the stuff that made the other one whimsical, except they ha- they have like a... And I don't remember much about the fir- the animated movie. I do. To be honest. Okay, then you can tell me. Does it have a sorceress in it? No. Nope. Who can turn into nope. a bird? Nope. Nope. Okay. Nope. Nope. So they took out those whimsical parts that are actually a part of it and then add a, added a sorceress who can transform into a falcon. And then they have Mulan going around. And Is this like a than- backdoor Animorphs movie? <laughs> like a pitch or something? That's what I was hoping for. I wanted it to, <laughs> I wanted it to have more animorphing. But Mulan, instead- have you heard of the Animorphs Initiative? <laughs> she has a phoenix. Mushu? That, re- that represents her. They took out Mushu and they added this phoenix, phoenix? that just flies around. I don't know. It's so she can rise from the ashes or whatever. Why? Why? Because he's like so cheap on loan from Harry Potter right now? <laughs> wow. I think they what they said is they could never replace Eddie Murphy or whatever, so they weren't going to try. He's still alive. He could have done uh, okay. the voice. So I, I, um, I just did for uh, throwback to school. We just did, uh, we just did a record for old Mulan and new Mulan. Uh-huh. And I, one of the jokes I made while hey, I was, out with the old in with the new Mulan. <laughs> um, I was joking how funny it would have been in this like more serious live action remake if there was still Eddie Murphy doing a voice for Mushu. Like the 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 remake is like much darker than the animated one, but to still have like Eddie Murphy running around being like, Mulan, come on. Like it's just like he it would have been so weird and out of place, but so wait, did she? So she has a feet. So wait, is the phoenix a real thing? Like it's a real bird. That's it's not like her, it's not, not like a character. It's sort of. It, I think it's supposed to be more symbolic than anything else. Oh, it's like but... Ho Oh in the first Pokemon episode. She kind of flies by. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's sure, the one. Yeah. Wait. So wait. So wait a minute. So there's also no magic cricket. There's a is character it... named Cricket. Oh, jeez. One of the one of the live action guys' name is Cricket. Is he good luck and he lives in a cage on her hip? You'll have to see the movie to find out. Go to oh, Disney, go sign up for Disney Plus God. and uh, check out Mulan. Was interesting thought... to um, to still make it like a rental to do. It's and now then on a, the... it's now uh, available to everyone on Disney Plus. Uh, now I don't really want to watch it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that they're doing um, and and I think we should probably review. Um, was it called Soul? It's coming out yeah. on this the the twenty fifth. On the twenty fifth, yeah. Yeah. No extra charge. Mm-hmm. Hey, you don't have to pay your whole soul to watch it. That's just true. the subscription for Disney Plus, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good plug for Disney Plus. So anyway, if you want to watch yeah, it, I guess. I know, watch it's free once you sign up, I guess. Uh, so anyways, Mulan, Max. 
Well, that's about it. Yeah, I feel like it lost some of the magic going live action, but then added its own weird magic that I don't think was any yeah. improvement. Well, that's the thing. I don't see what they were going for this. Why well, wasn't... And isn't the fighting also a lot more like crouching tiger kind of like they're up on the walls and stuff a little yeah they do some weird stuff they they run up walls and do spinny kicks and stuff like that but it was the it's the precursor to tenet you have to see mulan to get tenet um because there's a little bit of, there's a little martial arts in the first one like well like disarms and stuff but nothing too crazy it's just the soldiers doing their thing so yeah uh that also is a bummer the a girl worth fighting for it's a great song in the that movie mm-hmm. and then it sounds like it's probably not in the new one they they the replacement is that that's the score is meant to sound like a lot of songs from the first movie so there's a lot of times where like in the background they're playing ref- the the instrumental to reflect they're reminding you of the songs yeah you miss yeah like, just so you know oh, this is what fuck. you like from the old one and yeah. we're not including it in this one cool but to be <laughs> fair mulan wasn't my was I, I feel like it was a little after my time and i didn't really get into it i think i watched it much later and didn't really see what the hype was about at that point yeah so it could be that i just need neither of them are are my cup of tea sure yeah my turn yeah that's all that i've seen how about you andrew uh i finished watching the next generation crew uh star trek movie so i watched star trek insurrection um it's a little. I mean, it's a little better than I remembered it being. It is just. It's an elongated episode, so mm-hmm. um, I'll always enjoy more time with my favorite crew. Um, and then I watched last night a movie that trumps all movies I've seen in the last couple weeks. I watched the original Star Wars Holiday Special for the first time. Oh, wow. beautiful! Wow, and this and the. Not like a Rift Tracks version. You mm. watched it just as is, Boy. and and just by your lonesome, my man. Uh, yes, just by myself. It was supposed to be. We were watching it with a. We have like a Monday night movie group, and it was someone's request, so we watched it. Jillian unfortunately had another meeting during the time, so she couldn't join me to watch it. Convenient. Convenient. Um, and then also mysteriously, everyone else dropped out of the call. So yeah, but I right. watched it, yeah, and that's right. uh, <laughs> um. I do have some questions about Star Wars and uh-huh, how it was sure. able to continue going after the holiday <laughs> special aired that like they weren't just like, we got to shut this shit down. This is not, um, it is, it's, it is truly, I can't like the summary of it is Chewbacca's trying to get to his family to celebrate life day. And like, it is a fucking, it's a, it's a, it's a mystery. What, happens in that it is so fucking weird it is truly i mean we watched we've i've watched movies you know over like ben's house and and you know at home and stuff that like yeah real shitholes where you're just like i'm never coming out of this right uh (laughs) movies that are trying to be weird that as try as hard as they might are not as weird as the star wars holiday special yeah it's a bold move to to start it all off and it's just minutes of of Wookiees uh, talking to each other uh, with no subtitles. No subtitles. And then, like, all of a sudden, Jefferson Starship is performing, and they do, like, the entirety of a song. It is I, it is B. Arthur's in it and also does a song, like a cabaret-style song with the... Yeah, I was uh, just watching a, um, the George Lucas talk show, which streams on Twitch on Sundays, and they had um, 
oh god i can't think of his name a famous uh writer uh in la but he worked on the on the star wars holiday special and um that was what he said part of his contribution was was b arthur wanted to do like a big song uh-huh and so like that was that was uh him god, that's my favorite that's my favorite part of it for sure it's pretty weird that guy who has like a like a bowl in his head and she pours mm-hmm. the drink into the top of it. Well, he pours it in himself and then he's like, yes. "I need more drink." Like it's Ugh. it it is I yeah, I'm I'm alarmed that Star Wars <laughs> like truly that somebody didn't say like, "Okay, we like this is it. Like there's no more sequels." Like it is it it is the fact that this is the second Star Wars thing after A New Hope and then that they were like yeah, go for Empire. Let's do it. You know, like it was just like, I mean, I'm sure that that you know it was a TV movie or a TV special. I, I wonder if if other uh, properties have had 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 specials with that quick of a turnaround, and also if they were the same sort of caliber. Yeah, it's also very funny to see how little effort like uh, Harrison Ford and Mark Hamill and uh, Carrie Fisher are all putting into. Like they're like, eh, our contractual five minutes and we're on screen is like very much like Mark Hamill is like is like shining. He's got this this oh, his very eyeline- interesting has- makeup on. The eyeliner um, is yeah is wild. Um, it's wild. And then Harrison Ford. I mean, he might be the greatest actor of our generation for standing there with a straight face and telling uh, the Wookies that they're like family to him. So that they're like family to him, and also. Um, what was his line? Don't worry. He fell over the railing to about the stormtrooper that he was fighting. I love that part where he kind of, he fakes the stormtrooper out and the stormtrooper basically just dives off. The... <laughs> so I think it threw him off because he's not used to being around railings. Yeah, that's right. He, he just couldn't help but throw himself yeah. off. He's uh, spatially unaware. He was, his depth perceptions <laughs> really off. Um, yeah. So it's, it was, uh, it was interesting. If people have not seen it, there's, um, there's no official release for it. So if you can find it online, um, yeah, and I think Lucas said he would if he could track down every copy and destroy it, he would. Yeah, it's it's truly when I when I say I'm surprised Star Wars lived past the holiday special, like it it is one of those things that like if you are yeah, if you are a Star Wars fan, I think even this is not. It's entertaining. What about the Boba Fett cartoon? The <laughs> Yeah, what about it? Well, what about it? What about it, Andrew? He has, a, what, he has that hey, big long gun hey, Robert? and inspired the Mandalorian. Hmm. Well, anyways, let's move on to TV shows you've seen, huh? huh? Right here. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> TV shows we've seen. We've seen. Robert, why don't you, uh, why don't you go? Uh, did I see much TV? I've been watching little pieces of uh, Superstore um, that what do you Jamie's think? been watching. It's really funny. Yeah. I'm only catch- kind of catching it in passing, but um, really, really funny cast and hearing that... Um, a lot of them like ad lib and stuff uh, and seeing some of that on screen is really, really funny. So I like that. I think um, um, sometimes the funniest parts of the shows are the, like the sort of things that they break up the like interactions between characters is like watching, they'll have like just a quick shot of like a customer doing something fucking weird. Yeah. And clearly like those parts I think are very well written by people who might've worked in retail before. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the only thing I'd seen TV show other than that, um uh other than that in mando is um how to with john wilson i saw the first episode uh, episode i don't remember if i talked about it on the last one though um and it's really odd mm. and i don't know how he's able to get the release to like film some people out in the wild the way he does um 
but it's very like awkward. Like the first episode was him just trying to like meet up with people and hang out at this like resort. This is all pre pre COVID of course. Um, but it's got like a, it's, it's like if um review with mm-hmm. John da- or Andy Daly was like real hmm. and, and not that he's not that he's not like you know trying to make a show but it's i don't know it's there's sort a like, there's a realness to it that is that is awkward sort of like nathan for you a little bit yes okay oh yes oh actually you know what that is um uh he he i think at least produces or knows the person john wilson who makes the show so okay. that's that's actually a perfect um analogy just because like yeah that actual connective tissue it, it reminds you so much of that sure. so yes that's perfect but yeah i don't want to say too much and i only saw that one first step but i really liked it i want to go into it more but i've also now girded myself i'm like okay now i know what kind of like this is going to make me feel like when i watch it so sure. i'm i'm waiting till the next one yeah yeah max, what about what, you uh max max uh let's see i've i finished up the rest of jonathan creek uh it's a weird one um the so th- the thing that i think still bothers me about it well there are several things that bothered me about it. It kind of goes into that, uh, into some awful like transgender stuff that uh, like, I don't know. They're just not very sensitive about quite a few topics. Pretty, pretty awful. But the thing that sticks with me the most is that in one scene, there's uh, like, there's this other kind of uh, magician that uh, is, like a street performer and and not that great and he gets tricked by a mob into like uh uh like stealing people from jonathan creek's show stealing uh actresses performers from jonathan creek's show to like join his show but it's just a front for uh like human slave trade and um and so, like, when he find when Jonathan Creek finds out, he says to the guy, like, you have 24 hours to fix this. Otherwise, I'm talking to the cops. And you're just like, well, why, why wouldn't you just report this right away? Mm-hmm. And then um, that never gets resolved. So the guy doesn't solve it in the next 24 hours. Jonathan Creek gets caught instead. And they never return to that. The fact that this other guy was involved in, like, human trafficking and... Mm. And Jonathan Creek found out and then never said anything about it. And they never touched back on it in, in the next several seasons. So I don't know. Very strange. Uh, if you're going to watch Jonathan Creek, I'd recommend only the, the first two seasons and then stop. Maybe even just the first season. Maybe just skip it entirely. Don't watch it. <laughs> wow. Up to you. Uh, then yeah, I also watched some Mandalorian. That, why don't uh, I? Why don't I slip these off? You guys have a discussion about the Mandalorian since I'm a little bit behind, and then just give me the high sign when you're done talking. Are about you it. are you just uh, haven't watched the last episode? I watched season? the last two. Okay, so you guys go ahead and then let me know when to rejoin. Okay, and and also all the listeners, you can skip past about thirty thirty seconds. Yeah. Yeah, sounds good. Come back in when Andrew does. So, Robert, I cannot believe that Grogu is gone, and I don't know what's going to happen next. Yes, well, you've watched all the way till the end and got to the the after credits scene. Yeah, the uh, yeah the fact that um, Boba the book of Boba Fett is coming next. 
And that'll be and, the third. Well, that'll be the third kind of like TV series running at the time. Yeah. Um, and it, it's weird because I, I wasn't sure at first if that was going to replace Mandalorian season three, but Favreau says that it's going to happen first next year. And then they're going to film Mandalorian after that. Mm-hmm. What, um, what did you think of Luke's face? I, I liked it. I thought it was a big improvement over uh, Rogue One. I don't think it's perfect. And I actually think the mouth, which is actually a hard to do, looked a little bit better. Like you, when his like mm. tongue was moving in his mouth and stuff like that. But obviously the less there's they're moving and the more shadow and stuff, the better. Yeah. Um, I, people were trying to give me, trying to say some, that it was, you know, looking like an old KOTOR game or something like that. And I, I think it looked a heck of a lot better than that. And the fact yeah. that it's, Hamill standing there portraying it and then just de-aged. I think it is odd to me that like it feels like Marvel and a few other places have done this very well and very like did wait, did they de-age Mark Hamill or did mm-hmm, they that was Hamill? I thought they just uh clipped them together from older bits. No, I mean I think they I don't doubt that they had all that visual reference, but I think that was Hamill standing there and doing it, just like how um <clears throat> they had a guy who was kind of a stand-in for Tarkin. For the face, and that's obviously different because it's not, they didn't have the Tarkin actor, but they got someone who was, you know, very gaunt and could kind of like do the stand. Yeah. So like, who better than the guy himself? Um, and I do like that it's, you know, a little ways off of Return of the Jedi. So it's still like the black cloak and the green saber. And yeah, he's, he's he just, he looked cool. But he still it was had, really cool to, to they see gave that. Him like a, a little bit of a, a stubble, like a five o'clock mm-hmm. shadow or something like that. And just weird. seeing... I just couldn't believe it. I was I was so hyped, and I also bawled my eyes out um, when Grogu said goodbye when he touched his helmet and he took oh, off. So I couldn't cute. couldn't believe it. I so cute. I bawled like a like a baby. But anyway, I'm I'm really excited um, for more. I thought this was a great foray into Star Wars in a TV medium. I hope Book of Boba's good. I hope all the other series they announced. Even if they're not yeah. good, I'm I'm hoping that they'll take some swings and try some interesting stuff. Uh, maybe maybe at this point could they could maybe not do the Cara Dune show, but that's just me. <laughs> but um, I, I am a little bit worried now, especially bringing back uh, Luke Skywalker that they are and bringing back Ahsoka and stuff, stuff that I love to see, but also I'm worried that that's all that they'll do. It was nice to have Mando just kind of be his own thing, doing his own weird yeah, stuff in the edge a, of the galaxy. Right. Why yeah. Do you, and it's that balance where it's like, if you had asked me in Mando season one, episode one, if I wanted him to ever run into like Jedi and, and bigger things in the universe, I probably would have said no. But I think the way that they've gone about it, and especially the way like he didn't know the Jedi weren't all like Yoda people. Like he was like, yeah. oh, his people. Like that's what I like is is the disconnect and the reminder that even though you can jump from planet to planet in Star Wars, and it seems like a very small universe for some folks that never leave their planet, the Jedi are just another name for some group they've never met before. So keeping it small and having those weird stories with new characters is, is cool to me. And I hope Mandalorian will let them take some shots with some other characters and other ways to tell tales. And yeah, and that's what I hope is that and we'll fall, we'll fall for some new group of heroes or something too. It's it, yeah, it, of course we're happy. It's in the star Wars universe and there's always going to be fan service and, and points and nods to stuff like that. But I, I, I would love for them to take some swings. Yeah, I hope they get more comfortable with bringing someone in and and not tying, like never tying them back into anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, um, I, they they really don't seem to like doing that. They always want it to kind of wrap up and be related and all that other stuff. 
and I don't know if um if Drew maybe he did see all the announcements for shows and we can get him in on that combo instead. But um yeah, just some of the shows that they're back. Yeah, some of the shows that they have announced and stuff like that. Like I'm excited Tyga's gonna get a show. Hello. Welcome back. Welcome back, Andrew. Just the 30 seconds that we mentioned. Yeah, wow. Those are really, really quick and concise 30 seconds. Hey, what can we say? Yeah. Uh, so, Andrew, did you see any of the announcements for Marvel or Star Wars shows coming up mm-hmm. from the Disney's investor conference? Yeah, we. I mean, we texted about it that night, but I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I caught. I mean, I was like, when I texted you guys, I was mostly had seen the 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 Marvel stuff at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and so I've been kind of catching up slowly with the Star Wars stuff. But I think for me, like the biggest was Patty Jenkins. Rogue Squadron. Rogue Squadron. Thing. Yeah. Was, I mean, like, crazy. I was talking to a friend um, about this and the fact that, like, it, in on one hand, it, it kind of stinks that, like, Disney owns everything and, and it can kind of feel a little homogenized in that way. But, like, yep. the other part of it is that, like, Disney has, like, gone out of their way to, like, hire people who, like, this kind of stuff really matters to. Like, with Patty Jenkins, like, the, the story she was telling in that little teaser was, like, my dad was a, a pilot. And so like I've been wanting to tell a fighter pilot story, you know, my whole life. And then all of a sudden, you know, she puts on the 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 rebel helmet and she's walking towards an X Wing and it's just like that's cool. Like the uh, the idea that she gets to tell I know, like I was this like I can't believe they built a real X Wing. <laughs> right. And and <laughs> they gave it to Patty Jenkins as like a gesture to but like And then you, you see her take off and like oh yeah. and like <laughs> crash. Cra- oh my god, she's the Patty! <laughs> Uh, but like that she gets to tell this very personal, you know, like this story that matters to her through the lens of a star Wars movie is like really fucking cool. And like the fact that like the whole, it seems like most of the crew of like the Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel uh, show is like Muslim, you know? And like the, the, the cast of, of Shang-Chi is like all Asian. Like it just, it's like it, it's, you know, and I don't, I didn't look deep into like the creative team behind it, but the fact that like it's, they are going out of their way to make sure that these stories are being told by people that it matters to, I think is like, I think it's pretty, like, I, you know, again, I wish not everything was owned by Disney, but I also have to commend them a little bit to go out of their way to like do stuff like that. Yeah, I think there's like, I've, I always think there's a difference between the creators of, of this stuff mm-hmm. and the like funders, right? The people who, uh, who just put money into it. And then, the, and I think that they get creative people. They get people who are interested in working on the properties for the properties mm-hmm. themselves, rather than like for the money it will make them. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's good. And I think it shows, uh, but yeah, it does. It does stink to pull the curtain back and, and see that it's just kind of like, yeah. Or certain people, it's just to make money. Right. I mean, but, like, on the other hand, like, you look at how many properties from DC were, like, either produced or directed by David Ayers, and it's just, like, the same, it's the same guy doing the same stuff. And, like, not that I don't think David Ayers or or Zack Snyder like superheroes or even like the Justice League, but Mm. because I don't feel like the stories are that personal to them, they just don't, it doesn't come across on screen and, like, Part of, it's nothing I think, but personal <laughs> yeah, this time. It's vengeance. Um, 
I think like so much of why Marvel has succeeded is that like it's their stories that are being told with some care for and reverence for the characters because it's it's being made by people who like and respect the source material. And again, not that David Ayers and and Zack Snyder and all these other people don't respect or like the characters, but like there was there's a there's a like a a critical difference between Wonder Woman and Batman versus Superman Dawn of Justice. And that's because I think Patty Jenkins came to that project with some reverence for Wonder Woman and wanting to tell that story right versus people who are just like making movies to make movies, you know, like, so I think there's a difference in terms of who's involved with the project. And yeah, I think that like involving people that like want to see it done well versus wanting to see it make money. Mm -hmm. Word. Yeah. Yeah. And it's green. Uh, and I'll just quickly finish up my list of TV <laughs> TV that I've watched. Um, let's see. I think that I've only watched the first episode of a couple of shows. One of them was this weird anime with a guy with a lizard head called Doro Edoro. And he, I, like, I really don't understand what's going on yet. It's a really uh, cool animation style where the main characters are uh, 3D but look 2D. Uh, they come across pretty well. It's I think it's hard to blend the two. Uh, Doro El Doro, Doro A Doro, or I think they pronounce it Doro He Doro. So A D O R O H E D O R O. It's this. Uh, I I think it's a guy who's been uh, cursed by a sorcerer uh, to have awesome. the lizard head, and he goes around biting sorcerers' heads off. Or like sticking, it's weird. He he bites their faces and then they speak to a man that's in his throat that he thinks might be him uh, before he was turned into a lizard, but he doesn't know. Hmm. And uh, he teams up with a woman in in coveralls that uh, works at a restaurant. They go around. We've heard this story before. This is, yeah. this, this is classic anime. It's, it's I've only watched the first episode, but I'm so lost, and it's it was fairly fun, but it's also weird. It's it's fairly gory. There's a face. Well, the, art that look, gets the art looks cool. The, the art's really neat. That's what what uh, got me interested in it. Uh, so I might I'll, I think I'll probably continue that one, but uh, can't quite recommend it yet, uh, except for the art. Cool. Uh, and then I also watched the first arc of Miss Marple, which is an old uh, Agatha Christie novel uh, about an old lady who solves mysteries. Uh, it was three episodes long, the first arc, one one murder, and it really probably could have been one episode. Uh, it's kind of neat seeing the uh, little old lady uh, like very nice, polite, old-fashioned, British, uh, back-and-forth dialogue. Uh, but it's also very slow in plotting. And um, I don't know. <laughs> don't, don't know what to say. I wouldn't necessarily recommend it. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if I'll continue it, but it's kind of cute. Uh, and then I also watched Dash and Lily. What do you think? is not about Dasher, but I did end up liking it. At first, I thought uh, it's fairly 
fairly tropey. Mm-hmm. Um, but you you end up liking the all the characters involved, and uh, even though they continue with some of those tropes, I think it's still worth a watch. It's it's a nice one. It's fun. Yeah, I agree. And that's it for what I've seen. I finished Star Trek Picard finally. Um, I don't know why it took me so long, but I enjoyed the season up. I'll say up until the very end. I did not enjoy the very end of it all that much, but seeing my main man, Jean-Luc, at it again, and then certain characters returning was very fun, um, but did not enjoy the last like 10 minutes of it. You've been on quite a Star Trek kick. And it continued because I also have been watching Star Trek Discovery for the first time. Oh, wow. And, boy, it is... it is So I'm, I'm midway through season two right now. Season one is a big departure from Star Trek that most people have seen. It's really dark. It's, like, there's not a lot of... Not that like Star Trek itself is in, infused with a lot of joy, but it's it's a pretty dark season, and then season two is a little more of the Star Trek that people know. So I I think it takes a nice tonal shift in season two that I I like a lot and kind of reminds me of the Star Trek that I grew up with and continue to like. Do you think it was a response to criticism or do you yeah, think that was their direction? Oh, okay. I think it was for sure a response to criticism because it's like they, I mean, the the sort of thing that they do, like, in, you know, without spoiling too much, like in the first season, all the Klingons are like, you know, they have the ridges, but none of them have any hair. They're all like much. And part of it is like in, um, in Enterprise, they have Klingons that look like the Klingons from like Next Generation in Deep Space Nine. And then they sort of, like they give you a reason why in the original series they look like they do like they there's like a genetic phage that they go through that is caused by a disease and so i think in the in this they're still kind of going through that so like they look a little more mm. humanoid but they also still have ridges and then they're just all hairless and then in the second season um uh Sinequa Martin Green's character is talking to somebody and she just says, like, very bat- offhandedly goes, oh, so the Klingons are growing their hair back after the war, huh? And so it's just, like, all of a sudden Klingons oh. have hair again. <laughs> so it's just, like, a – you could tell, like, there was a bunch of stuff that people didn't like that they were just like, okay, uh, we'll fix it. So it's just like, yeah, I guess the Klingons were all shaving their heads during the war sort of thing. <laughs> so there's some there's some stuff They're going to that- go back in and, like, edit in, like, you know, like, stubble and <laughs> right, stuff like yeah. that to make it look like, you know um, – so I I really am liking the second season a lot. I liked the first season too, just because it's I mean it's a little different from previous Star Treks, and people aren't didn't obviously didn't take to it that much. But if you're the kind of person who watched Discovery and didn't like the first season, I think you might like the second season because it it certainly returns a little bit to the sort of like adventurey lighthearted star trek but also keeps the like quality of television that the first season gave that i don't think has been present in previous star trek shows i'll just say um (laughs) so yeah i i really am enjoying discovery right now and uh for the important question what do you think of the intro song because that's really what uh, star trek shows are are Um, based on 
it's it's boring and th- like you know it's it's a star trek song it's like it's not uh it's not the enterprise theme song if that's what you're asking about that is what i'm asking yeah it's, <laughs> they didn't they didn't well, uh good. they didn't have somebody write a pop song for their intro beyond the rim of <laughs> the, the starlight, starlight. <laughs> so it's it's back to instrumental do do and like it ends at the very end with the original sting of you know the star trek do do police do 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 yeah from from dune do 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 da 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 (laughs) is all i want to say so yeah quite enjoying star trek well i can't wait to hear how uh star trek lower decks is next week (laughs) that's right that's right when i i still have more star trek to be watching um all right guys Let's get into the movie we selected for this week, Lego Star Wars, the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special. That's right. We watched the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special. Um, Disney Plus, streaming on D+. It is... The story of Rey finding a Jedi crystal that allows her to go through time and space. And she is, she's training. So this takes place canonically after episode nine, right? Mm-hmm. And she is training Finn on how to become a Jedi. And so she uses this Jedi crystal to go back and visit with other Jedis and their apprentices. And of course, calamity is, ensues, and the the crystal falls into the wrong hands, and she must fix what she has broken. So, um, guys, what uh, starring a bunch of voice actors, but also uh, Billy D. Williams, and um, oh shoot, who voices Rose? What is her name? Kelly Martin Tran. Kelly Marie Tran. Kelly Marie Tran. Yeah, those two actors do reprise their roles, and Anthony Daniels voices C three PO. Of course. Um, but otherwise, all. Uh, previous voice actors who have appeared in other Star Wars stuff. But um, yeah, what did you guys think of the Lego Star Wars holiday special? Ooh. I want to hear from Robert first. <laughs> I thought it was so cute. I, I loved it. It was great. Max? Cool. Uh, I didn't like it. <laughs> I I thought that it was way too comprehensible to be a Star Wars holiday special. <laughs> I think oh. the fact that it had a plot just made it another Lego episode of whatever. That's not fair. Wait, so wait, hold on. Your criticism is that it has to be as bad, like as baffling. It has to as the... be batshit crazy. <laughs> it has to be nuts. It has to have musical things. It has to have like a, right. a little segment that's animated differently completely from the rest of it. It has to have someone cooking on some weird they- like they made fried show. tip yip. They, <laughs> it was not the same to me, and it and to me it's a wasted opportunity because they have about five other sh- like genuine TV shows based in the Lego Star Wars universe that are exactly this. They're just retreading the same like scenes that we've already seen Lego do in the original trilogy, in the prequels, and all that. They just bounce from scene to scene. They don't have jokes really it's just kind of hey you've seen this check it out in lego form uh and i just thought that it was a missed opportunity to be wild to be wacky to be crazy to not be tied to anything think it was wacky when ray met all the other jedis come on fix <laughs> so it- wacky i don't know i mean obviously it's for kids 
they'd probably laugh when they see this stuff coming out. I laughed when Greedo came in and said McClunky. Oh, here we go. We got a Greedo stand over here. <laughs> <laughs> and a McClunky but, stand. But I watched it again and uh today I watched it earlier. I watched this two weeks ago. I watched it again earlier today to see because I well, for one, I completely forgot what happened in it. And then watching it again, I wanted to remind myself and then to see if I had missed something. Uh I didn't. And uh, I, although I, I guess maybe I did miss that Greedo has no reason to be in that scene when he says McClunky. This is after episode nine, Greedo shows up saying McClunky. He's already been shot by two Hans again. We, I don't know. It's, huh? it's odd to me. <laughs> that was like a scene where we had like a bunch of different people from a different, bunch of different times though. So there was like a Greedo that was alive still. At that point, everyone should have been sent back by Ray already. To their times oh you're thinking and, you're thinking that she did a, a captain america at the end of endgame and returned all the infinity stones to their yeah it is it is a marvel property max you need to consider that <laughs> but then but then she kept greedo yeah probably because everyone else was was from the time i believe it's lando from that time it's uh it's maz Kanata from that time are you sure it's greedo it, maybe it's just it's another rodian it could have been uh ludlow from the original exactly always holiday special yeah saying McClunky, which translates to this will be the end of you. So there's no reason for him to be saying that uh, coming into a life day celebration. But um, uh, yeah, I think I'm being too harsh on it. But uh, Andrew, what did you think? I thought, I mean, uh, um, so I watched it for the first and only time this morning, um, at which was I had just seen the holidays, the original holiday special last night. I I think that they probably did miss out on some opportunities to do some more like weird stuff, but at the same time, it's intended for an audience who has no concept of what the Star Wars Holiday Special is, I'm guessing. Mm -hmm. So... I think that there was an opportunity for them to do some fun referential stuff that people who have seen it would understand and appreciate. But I think like they could have done it without it making it just being like, well, you haven't seen the holiday special too fucking bad. That's your own problem. Here's a joke. I think yeah. they, I think they could have done it in a way that made it. So like, if you've seen it, you'll appreciate it. If you're just watching as like a fan of the Lego star Wars or just star Wars at large and aren't familiar with the holiday special, it's just like a weird interlude that they can weave into the story just fine, especially because they're doing weird shit with time crystals. But it is um, also canonically the first thing that takes place after Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, I just, I think, like, the the thing I was most disappointed about was that she's going, she's, you know, she's interacting with, with uh obi-wan and um qui-gon and then like obi-wan and anakin and like she's i i wanted to, there to be more interaction between her and these older characters like they go to the part where like they they do like the pod racing scene and like i was i don't know like i just wanted more like her interacting hey, that was a lot of interaction to me <laughs> they were on top of that thing. Um, I just wanted there to be more interaction with like the environment and not just like, oh, Ray's there. Goodbye. And, you know, like it just was like I wanted there to be more, I guess, like interactivity. Yeah, that, that especially happens in the room where like when she goes to see Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon and she's under the table while they're getting gassed in the very first scene of uh, Phantom Menace. Mm -hmm. 
And then she just goes, oh, the gas is coming in. I got to go. So they never even see her. They don't bump feet with her. They don't do anything. They just stand up and she leaves. And it's that kind of thing where it's like, this is just a reference. There was hardly even any joke there. I guess there's like Obi-Wan spinning a little Naboo fighter on the table. Yeah, Max, it was showing that even Obi-Wan, who was a a, a tough master later in life with Anakin, was himself an impatient Padawan to Qui-Gon Jinn. (laughs) Well, I guess too much of a moral for me and not enough. Oh, oh, so now there's too much of a moral? (laughs) I wanted it to be completely off the rails. It's four kids and there's no substance, but now there's too much of a moral. (laughs) Why call it the the holiday special? Why not just call it like a life day celebration with Ray or something like that? If 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 the gripe is that you went in assuming it would be a spoof entirely of the holiday special, I can see where that's... I don't uh, even want it to be a spoof. I just want it to have some of the same feeling of it. I want it to be another holiday special. say what the feeling of horror (laughs) exactly Um, i wanted to traumatize everyone who watches it i did like that lumpy and mala and itchy were all in it too that was great um um i I don't know i thought it was cute i I, I also think that like they wanted to obviously maximize the amount of places and time periods that she uh passed through with the time crystal uh ray but you're right that it didn't leave a lot of time for like some of the interactions between um, certain individuals but I also think like the point was also supposed to be like oh like she's not just like an invisible ghost observing like she's actually there so like when she goes to the swamp with that da- at Dagobah one of the monsters attacks BB-8 and she has to get out of there and then that's one of the reasons she doesn't stay when she sees the Vader and Emperor because she's like oh shit like if I that could have been a really big bad thing if I was there in fact she almost gets attacked by um, Obi and Anakin mm-hmm. on the ele- elevator and then it's like oh bye because they don't know who she is and are basically uh, gonna attack her right away um but yeah i thought it was i still thought it was cute i liked just seeing all the different interactions um a lot of lots of good kylo stuff too the kylo stuff was pretty funny him interacting with um oh what is his name uh um fuck why can't dom hall gleason's character like how Mm -hmm. he's just like he would like walk in and like towards the end when he's like throwing a fit and he just kind of like it, like backs away slowly out the door. Well, just like him coming in with him shirtless and being like, Oh, sir, the Imperial Naval, I mean, Navy is ready. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I think like I'm, I feel like I'm in between the two of you where like I, there is certainly more that I wanted them to do in terms of some like fun, weird stuff. But at the same time, like I, I did think it was cute. I thought it was fun. And, you know, I like it's, um, it's interesting that uh, they just, like decided to continue like you know that this is 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 it canonical like is this now canonically the no, no. the continuation of episode nine <laughs> we're gonna get no, like, but I, like, I do i do like even just the general idea of like oh afterwards like she started she did start training finn like yeah. even if it's like because i didn't i didn't assume that he'd be the kind of guy that could necessarily have a lightsaber right off the bat but just like even just little things like that were fun like oh they're still together and doing stuff i know it, mm-hmm. it's not none of it's canon but sure. it was still like i'm always excited to see more and kind of see a, a continuation and i don't know maybe i like it more that it isn't canon that it's just you know a fun jaunt or whatever sure um and i thought some of the voice actors were good and i thought that <laughs> you know can i tell you that can i tell you the joke that i laughed the loudest at sure it was when they were exchanging presents and um and uh lando walks in and like his she's like here you go lando he goes please be a cape please be a cape please be a cape 
I don't know like why that made me laugh so much. And like looking up and seeing that it was Billy D. Williams who did the voice. And so like the fact that he went into like a studio or whatever and just recorded himself begging for a new cape was was funny to me. That is really funny. Um but yeah, I felt like sometimes like the Ray the Ray Boys actress was like sometimes she was saying stuff like pretty close to how Ray would say it, and then other times it was like Obi-Wan Kenobi's over there. <laughs> like, it, was, it was something. <laughs> yeah. I... But but I still liked it because, again, it's sort of an exaggerated thing. Even the little um, even the little scene with uh, the Mandalorian is very funny. And they, like, go past that scene very quickly. But it's, I, it's very cute. I really appreciate it because I was kind of not, like, not um, paying attention. But that, like, in a, in a moment where I might have looked down at my phone, they did include the little... Doon doon, like sting mm-hmm. that they have at the beginning of the Mandalorian that like lets you know this is you know we're talking about the Mandalorian now. I thought that was kind of a funny thing to do. Yeah. Um, but I liked the idea of everything kind of culminating with um Palpatine kind of basically trying to get another new apprentice and and uh, getting rid of Vader again. And I don't know, it all it was all goofy and and worked for me. I thought it was just the right amount of silly and I don't know. Yeah. I was in a good holiday mood, but it's yeah. one. Yeah. So Max, what's your fucking problem? It's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just love the original star Wars holiday special. I'm kind of uh, mad that they're so ashamed of it. I understand that it's like almost unwatchable, but like that's part of the joy of it. And I wish they would embrace it a little bit. And I wish they would release the droids animated show that uh, was kind of the same uh, art style as the um as the Boba Fett animated thing. Mm. But it follows the droids around and it's probably pretty weird. I think it's all on YouTube so I'm, I have access to it if I really felt the need to watch it but I kind of wish that they I, I read an article early on in Disney Plus saying that they should embrace all the the stupid dumb missteps that that um Star Wars is done. Like George Lucas is out of the picture at this point. So his like shame that these things came out of, of his property shouldn't in, infect it anymore. <laughs> they should be able to just uh, enjoy all of the weird dumb stuff that they've done in the past and, and release sure. that. I could see it being so niche that like if they had tried to parody it too much, it just would have yeah completely fallen flat. So they did the and, time travel storyline and you got a lot of, of fun interactions, but it but would have been want, pretty funny to see like a Lego B. Arthur and stuff like that. Yeah. And I want to clarify that I don't necessarily, I don't want just a parody of the holiday special. I think that would be kind of making some of the same mistakes that they did in this one of just showing what they've already done, but I just wanted it to be as disparate. I wanted it to be as like, off, like off kilter, off the wall, just like now for something completely different, uh, little segments rather than a storyline from start to finish this Mm. is ray she gets a crystal she's going back visiting these times like that's all too cohesive for what i would consider a star wars holiday special it should just be like now you're watching uh a, a like a music video now you're watching a cooking show now you're watching wookies uh talk to each other for no reason that's all the that's all during the very you know, important story of them being held hostage in their home. So that's, that is one long continuous story in the holiday special too. But it doesn't feel like it in any way. <laughs> and just like a normal hostage situation, they, they stop to watch entire music videos uh, and, and entire cooking shows. 
they cut away to other people watching things and on another planet, I think. <laughs> yeah. So don't you feel stupid uh, now, Max? Say what? Don't you feel stupid now? I feel so dumb. I, I think that, yeah, it, they're really like nearly identical, these two uh, pieces of, of film. Nah, I, I'm sticking with it. I'm a little bummed. I, it's it is what it is. I think some people are are definitely going to enjoy it for what it is. Uh, I like the Lego Star Wars, um, but I just feel like be, when you're calling something a holiday special, uh, to to me it kind of feels like those early X Men movies or those early superhero movies in general, where you where you have people on who don't like what they're working on. You have somebody who wants to hide what what's been done right like or or transformers or anything like that where they come on and they say i'm going to make this cool implying that what what they're working on is something that they thought was uncool thought that like they're they're embarrassed about what it was and they're trying to remedy it they're trying to fix it rather than celebrate what it was and that's what this one felt like they were trying to make something where when you say the star wars holiday special someone can say oh the lego one like they they'll think something different. They'll sure. think you're talking about something completely separate. Interesting. So you no longer are talking about the old one. I and I don't like it. If that if that if that, if that was their strategy, I would have I would have called it like the Life Day or something something that wasn't the exact same title. Where because it's not like you've gotten rid of the old holiday one and it, it's still going to come up in searches. Maybe you're right. Maybe it will be overwhelmed with the Lego uh, version of it now. But it feels like they would have been smarter to do. Something where like no one's even searching for that original name anymore in any form. Sure. But I don't know. I hope I hope we get a, a Blu-ray re-release of the holiday special personally. <laughs> I would love it. I would love it. Um, would you guys recommend people watch the Lego holiday special? One hundred what is the uh, Drew, do you remember the runtime on this thing? Forty four minutes. Forty four minutes. It's it's a it's a quick watch. I think it's really cute. Obviously, I think it's geared more towards uh kids but i think it also has a lot of really fun references for people who like the disney sequel trilogy the prequel trilogy the original trilogy she meets up and interacts with uh ray meets up and interacts with so many different characters yes they're all they're all pretty fleeting but um but it's you know it's trying to get it get through a lot of it and yes a lot of it is just glances or what is it the clone troopers who are like you sound like sometimes yeah like i feel like we have you have the same thoughts sometimes and Stuff like that, just little stupid little things like that. But um, I don't know if and, if and if this is the entryway for them to do something goofy or really embrace the weird stuff in Star Wars and make light of it instead of being scared of it or or something that would affect the brand poorly, then maybe I'm for it. If if it if it you know helps them lighten lighten up and realize that even the the odd stuff or the non-canon stuff is still acceptable to folks. So, Max. Yeah, I uh, I think there are, there are other things in the Star Wars universe that I would recommend before this one. Um, if you're looking for something to do for related to Christmas or Life Day or something like that, you can take a look, check it out. But I would I think I would recommend the old holiday special over this one. I think it did more unique, even though it's it's awful. I think it's it stands out a bit more. How about you, Andrew? I think it's fun. Um, it's you know, I I cannot recommend the old one over this one just because it is, it's 
it's so much longer too. Like it, the fact that this is 44 minutes, if you know, it's 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 short. It's fun. I I enjoyed it, so I would give it a light recommendation. Um, if you have Disney Plus, it's it's on there. You can just pop it in, watch it on Christmas. Yeah, you get it over with, huh? <laughs> there's nothing like there's nothing in it where you're watching and you're just like, what the fuck am I watching? Which was like happening multiple times while I was watching the old holiday special. So give it a yeah, give it a watch. I'll say that. <clears throat> All right, everybody, that'll do it for this one, and we'll see you in 2021. Wow. Bye. 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 Bye.